Welcome to Wednesday in the Word. This is a look through the Bible where we look at each book of the Bible. And this week, perhaps a little bit shorter than, than uh, um, a couple weeks before. Yeah, a couple you know, weeks was, before. Was it Chronicles and, and Kings? And was a yeah. lot. What book are we going to be looking at this week, Philip? Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Okay, that's a good one. Nehemiah is a really good book, especially if you're maybe in some sort of leadership mm-hmm. role. Maybe if you ha- you know have people who look up to you. Um, it's a really good book, and, and it kind of... Co- obviously complements the book of Ezra yep. um, because Ezra you see the first return you see the second return and in Nehemiah we're going to see the third return so that's kind of what Nehemiah is basically bringing the third group um, coming uh, from you know the Persians being captured coming back to Jerusalem so mm-hmm. you know as we saw in Ezra the temple was built um, huge huge piece for for the people mm-hmm. uh, of Jerusalem but they have a little bit of a problem. They got the temple rebuilt, but they didn't got the walls rebuilt. Yeah. So the walls are in crumbles. Um, there, you know, there's none left. And Nehemiah is basically like, we gotta build this wall mm-hmm. back up. And you know, we'll talk a little bit later. Um, you know, the verse that we're gonna read is we're gonna see, you know, Nehemiah's prayer mm-hmm. uh, to to God about about the wall, and and that's you know a good piece. Obviously, we'll look at that. But then you see, you know, you see uh, Nehemiah have awesome just skills, I would assume only by God, right, right. to be able to organize in a way that they're able to rebuild this wall. Mm-hmm. And when you see, you know, this family on this part of the wall, I mean, this, you see so much organization in this mm-hmm. book. Um, and a person who, you know, owns a business or, you know, owns yeah. a you know, company right. would obviously, I would assume, relate to this. You know, you're a, yeah. a, a, you know, a supervisor, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, with this, you know, uh, you find in good leadership what makes them good leaders. Well, they have to be credible. If, if Nehemiah here was doing things for his own gain, mm-hmm. the people would realize it. Yeah. You know, when you're working for God, it's completely different. And, you know, you get people to buy into what you're trying to do and you give them the reason, the why behind it. It makes, you know, leadership a lot easier instead of the do as I say, no questions asked or because I said so approach mm-hmm. versus here's the reason why we're, here's the reason why we have to rebuild this wall here's the reason why we're doing these things for now yeah. here's the reason why it makes uh, leadership uh, much more desirable mm-hmm. and, and it's much more relatable to the people and yeah. he's not just a, a do as I say boss he's mm-hmm. he's in there working yeah. with them you know mm-hmm. which also builds credibility yeah in that, absolutely in and you know when you think about the wall and what it symbolized, it symbolized God's protection. Mm-hmm. So not only is it just, you know, to protect them from their enemies, yeah. but it was just a sense of God's protection mm-hmm. um, for Jerusalem and the people. Um, and Nehemiah understood that. He yep. knew that. He knew how important it was, not only for protection, but just a sense to also just relieve maybe the, the fear on the people of Jerusalem coming yep. back to basically just wide open, you know, yeah. nothing to to stop any enemy from coming in and taking them. So Nehemiah's, Nehemiah's like, we're going to build this wall. Yeah. Well, as soon as things are going good, like anything in life, opposition comes. It, it does. So we see like three instances of opposition happen in the book of Nehemiah. Um, and I don't know all the specifics, um, obviously, but there's definitely people who wanted to come in and harm the people, people who were jealous, all those types of things that were happening. Um, so so Nehemiah kind of gives an, an interesting thing. He doesn't just have warriors and then builders. He makes the builders 
warriors. Yeah. Um, and you see, you know, they were building with one hand and, and fighting mm-hmm. with the other. Um, and that's just a cool picture that every it's just this sense of unity that you see in the people that they all want to accomplish this one yeah. thing. And I think, you know, with, with the building of the wall, it symbolizes that, that rekindling of the relationship with God. Because these people were captured for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's for disobedience and doing what, you know, serving yeah. foreign gods and doing what they wanted. So for them to come back to Jerusalem and to say, hey, we want to rededicate ourselves to the building yeah. of this wall and symbolizes we want to be under that protection of God again. Yeah. We don't want to go back into exactly. captivity. Exactly. So they're all, they're all on the same page, so to speak, in, mm-hmm. in what the goal of this wall and what the purpose of the wall is. So. Yeah, and, and exactly. So when the wall's built, they dedicate yep. basically themselves and dedicate to the, you know, the building of this wall to God. Um, and they dedicate themselves to God. Um, and you see, you know, Ezra comes on the scene. You know, we see it in the book of Nehemiah also, Ezra. So mm-hmm. Ezra comes in and he reads the law. Yep. So the law is read and the people then dedicate their lives. And then at the end of the book, basically what I'll, what I'll say is Nehemiah asks God to have favor on him. You know, basically, Lord, see what I've done. It's all for you. Yeah. Have favor on me. Yeah. You know, give me grace. Give me mercy. Mm-hmm. Give me blessings that only you can give. Yeah. Um, and that's a beautiful piece. But but let's read our passage. Sure. It'll be uh, Nehemiah chapter 1. We'll be reading verses 3 through 11. And in verse 3 it says, And they said to me, The survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and its gates are burned with fire. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you are, or you who keep your covenant and mercy with those uh, who love you and observe your commandments, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes be open, that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you, uh, you now, day and night, for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of children of consi- confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Both my father's house and I have sinned. Verse seven. We have acted very corruptly against you, and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances uh, which you commanded your servant Moses. Remember, I pray the word. Uh, that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, uh, though some of you were cast out to the farthest parts of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as dwelling for my name. Verse 10. Now these are your servants and your people whom you have uh, redeemed your great power and by your strong hand. O Lord, I pray... Please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was the king's cupbearer. Mm-hmm. So what do we think? He means business. Yeah. You know, he's he's reaching out to God. One, he's admitting yeah. that, hey, my dad... My generations, myself, have sinned before you. And I think it's interesting and important that he asks him twice to hear him. Mm-hmm. He's saying, this is not just lip service that yeah, I'm doing to you. He's like saying, that. Lord, I really want you to hear what yeah, I have to mm-hmm. say. So much so, I'll say it again, just in case you missed it the <laughs> yeah. first time. And you can see the heart of this man is is a heart that that longs after God. Mm-hmm. That that wants to make, to, wants to right his wrongs, wants to 
ask for forgiveness, not only for him, but for all of the children of Israel that were following after him and, you know, following God. And, and he's saying, I want, you know, basically let us have a redo. We want to start over. Mm. We, and if, if you hear us, Lord, you'll, you'll pull us back together to follow you. He says, you know, you'll cast, you've casted the folks who hadn't been listening to you from the farthest parts of the heavens. Only you can bring them back to you. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's asking. Lord, make us a great nation again. Make us a great people again. Make us a people that long for obedience and service to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And this book, I don't know how many years ago it was written, but it's the same today. Yeah, God can still do these things. We just, you know, got out of service. A guy rededicated his mm -hmm. life to Christ. I don't know how, met the guy once. Don't know how far he went. Don't know how long he's been wandering. Don't know how long he's been pushing God's hand away. But today he said, enough is enough. Mm. I'm done with it. Yeah. Nehemiah is saying the same thing. Lord, today enough is enough. We know what we've done against you. Thank God his word tells us, you know, in the previous books. But just as this guy was ready to get it right, Nehemiah is saying, we as a people are here before you today saying we want to get it right. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a great picture and it's a great prayer. Yeah. And I think we ought to be more like like this when we when we admit we're I think sometimes we're we're slow to admit that it's us. And we ask God, well why are, why am I in captivity still? Why didn't I get it right? Didn't I and I and our hearts are our the purpose behind our ask is not holy. Mm -hmm. It's selfish. Yeah. And I think you know we can stay in, in captivity a little bit longer than than necessary, but God is preparing the whole way to, for us to come back to him and you hope and you pray that he does. And so that's what Nehemiah is doing here. Yeah. And you know, you see in the book of Ezra and the book of Nehemiah here that, you know, to be a good leader, you have to be a man or a woman of prayer. Mm -hmm. You have to pray. You have to, you have to be serious. Like yeah. what you're saying, you know, him, that's him saying, hear me, Lord, hear me, Lord. Um, you have to be serious about prayer and it can't be, you know, lip service. Yep. It can't be, you know, help me this day. No, yeah. you know, those are good to say, you know, when you get up in the morning, you know, if you meet them, if you don't meet them, they're not good for anything right. anyways. But a, a leader really gets down in their prayer. Mm -hmm. They dig deep. They they get specific. Um, they they lay it all out. That's why I like when the beginning says, "I wept." You know, yeah. you know, yeah. he's laying it all out before God. And, and another thing that's part of that, both both of them were like this, um, is they revered the Lord. Mm -hmm. They had reverence for the yeah. Lord because they understood His power. They understood how holy He was. Um, you know, they understood who he was um, yeah. and they wanted to give reverence to him because he was the only one that could help them build the wall mm -hmm. you know the people it's awesome they came together all that but they didn't get it done without god that's right absolutely they got it done with god mm -hmm. because they wouldn't have been able to get it done without god yeah and and you see this opposition from this this enemy is they were afraid when the wall was yeah. built. They were terrified when the wall was completed. Why? And it says because they knew the Lord had helped them build the wall. And you look back and say, okay, what did that wall represent before it was torn down? The same thing as yeah. it represented as it was going back up. So they knew yeah. what they were up against, and they quit before they even got into it. They said, yeah, we we know this. Our, our ancestors, our, our fathers, fathers, fathers told us what this is about. We mm -hmm. don't want any part of this wall because... Yeah. Who's behind it? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Phil, give us your final thought about this book in Nehemiah. You know, whether you're whether you're uh, in leadership or you're a lowly worker <laughs> building a wall, 
Do it for the Lord. Do everything mm. you do for the Lord. Trust your leaders. Trust your pastor. Pray for them. And maybe one day, you know, you'll transition from that that worker and you'll be in leadership and you'll be, you know, in, in charge of, of people. And be a prayer. Mm. Just like Nehemiah. Because yeah. it, it does work. Yeah. Amen. Um, so this has been a look through the Bible. Uh, tune in next week where we look at the book of Esther. Esther. Um, that's a great book. Um, fun fact. Only book that doesn't mention God. My name. That's what I hear. Yeah. That's fun fact. Um, so if you liked this episode, you can like and subscribe. You can share it with a friend. That would be a blessing to us. Yep. Um, again, we thank you for, for supporting us, all the things that you do. Um, have a great uh, day. Yeah, have a great day. <laughs> have a great day.